0: our our niggles and um, and, and even even our thanksgiving. Prayer is not a one-way communication uh, tool. Prayer is listening, hearing, entering into the purposes and plans of God. So today I'm going to be talking about hearing from God. And and I'm hoping that we've all got ears to hear what God is saying to us, each as individuals. If you're a Christian today, the Bible clearly talks that we can hear from God. We can receive what God has to say to us through his word, through prayer, through being in fellowship with one another. Uh, If you're not a Christian, I'd like to ask you just to consider entering into relationship with a God who speaks a God who speaks and has a perfect plan and purpose for your life as you enter into a relationship with him. So something happened this week that perfectly illustrates this message and it happened on Friday. There's a lady in our community called Ems Hancock. She actually goes to Ivy Fuse. Robert's just been explaining in one of the other congregations. And she contacted me a few weeks ago and she said, Deborah, I've had a, a word from God for you. As many of you know, I'm, a, I'm the director of, founding director of a charity called Redeeming Our Communities Rock. Some of you might follow it on Facebook and know all about it. So Redeeming Our Communities, we've got 165 projects nationally, We've just gone international. Uh, it's very much based on prayer. We spend every week seeking God in prayer. And we try to do everything that we see the Father showing us to do as rock. So, Ems uh, contacted me and she said, I've had this word from God. Well, my ears are tingling. When anyone comes to me and says, I've had a word from God, <laughs> sometimes they're a bit rubbish. LAUGHTER No one, not speaking to anyone in particular. (laughs) Sometimes it's like the general will of God, you know, God loves you. God really, really loves you. Well, I kind of know that already, but bless you anyway. But sometimes your ears are tingling because you think God is about to say something to me here and I'm on the tiptoe of expectation, as Lynn would say. I'm I'm desperately wanting to hear the word of God. I know Ems has got this track record. So she comes in on Friday, meets with our staff team, meets with our intercessors, joins us for our regular prayer gathering. And she gets her notes out and she starts to impart this word. And um, she says, well, um, I'm just getting something from Luke chapter 5. Well, all my staff start nearly falling off their seats and they're all laughing and everyone's looking at me to see what my reaction is. Because what Ems doesn't know is that Luke chapter 5 is the prophetic scripture of rock right I've preached on it a hundred times all my staff have preached on it we've been listening to God and unpacking the word of Luke chapter 5 about the fishermen that have been up all night and the two boats in the water and the miraculous catch of fish I know it like the back of my hand and yet here's somebody from outside coming in speaking into our ministry she's been listening to God she's been spending time in prayer she's been spending time seeking God and she's hearing some Thing, which is so familiar to us yet with a fresh edge. Mm-hmm. Hearing from God. And what it did, what it did was it released fresh faith in me. Mm-hmm. I was like, let me get, let me get them. What have you got for us next? Now I'm feeling a bit tired and weary on Friday because we've been to Canterbury and back. We'd done all these meetings, a lot of travelling, feeling a bit tired, feeling a bit weary. And to be honest, we've got some things that. We're not seeing major breakthrough in. So to have her come and do this, it released faith in me, and that's what hearing from God does. Uh, Hearing from God in prayer gives you an increase in faith and expectation of what God is about to do. So tune in today. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you? What has he already said? What's in your prayer journal? What have you been hearing God say? Because that is the thing that will release faith to to claim the things that God has spoken over you. So let me just remind us of the key scripture over this series, which I love. It's Matthew 17:20. Truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to here and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. Don't you love that? And in this series, we're encouraging you that to move your mountains in the power of prayer, to move the mountains that other people may be experiencing. And Andrew preached a great sermon on this last week. if you haven't heard it, I'd encourage you to listen to it. And he was talking about how fasting can be particularly key for mountain moving prayer. But I was thinking, um, I was thinking about this um, mustard seed. And I think there's a a photograph of it um, that Andrew used last week. It's a tiny, tiny little seed, a mustard seed. And it says, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you'll be able to see the mountain move. And I was thinking to myself, why did God use mustard seed as the illustration? Why did Jesus use mustard seed as an illustration rather than, if you have faith, say, as a grain of sand? as small as a grain of sand. Why does he say mustard seed? And I think that's very significant for us today to think about how the illustration that is used because a mustard seed is a living thing and it has the potential to grow to the largest tree in the garden. And I think there's a picture of that, the largest tree in the garden from a mustard seed. How is your faith omitted today? Because faith is something that grows. Faith isn't a static thing. Faith is a living thing. And as you exercise faith, as you you speak out faith, as you share faith with one another, faith is meant to grow. It's like a seed that God plants in your heart and in your mind. And at the appointed time, he's going to give you a massive harvest. Colossians 2.7 says, let, let your roots go down deep into him. Then your faith will grow, grow, your faith is meant to grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. I love that scripture. So feed, you can feed your faith. You can um, know your faith grow as you exercise faith. And there's that parable, isn't there, of the mustard seed, Matthew 13, and it talks about the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed which a man took and planted in a field. And though it was the smallest of all seeds, yet it grows to the largest of garden plants and even becomes a tree where birds can come and perch in the branches. So faith is something that I think God wants to grow through this series. And as we spend time in prayer, exercising faith, we're going to see God move in some mountains. And I was thinking when I first became a Christian, it was around 1990, well, it was in 1980. It was the year I got married to Frank. I got married in the March, became a Christian in about the September of that year. And around that time, I heard the story of a a man who's well known for his faith. Some of you will know that faith is a gift in the Bible. It's some people have great faith and those are people that inspire us to step out. And I heard about the story, and you will probably know it really well, of a man called George Muller, Give me a wave if you know this story. I just think it was right to share it again with us today. He lived between 1805 and 1898, and he was a Christian evangelist and the director of the Ashley Down Orphanage in Bristol. And he had a care of, get this, 10,024 orphans. Wow, what a great man of of faith, but also of compassion. And it says that in his lifetime, he established 117 schools which offered Christian education to 120,000 children, mainly orphans. That's wonderful. We need more George Mullers today. And thank God there are many being raised up. But let me read you this miracle story that really increased my faith when I first heard it. One the morning, all the plates and cups and bowls on the table were empty in the orphanage. There was no food in the larder, no money to buy food. The children were standing waiting for their morning meal when Muller said, Children, You know, we must be in time for school. Very important. Then, lifting up his hands, he prayed Dear Father, we thank thee for what thou art about to give us to eat. No food in the larder, no money to buy any food. There was a knock at the door. The baker stood there and said, Mr Muller, I couldn't sleep last night. Somehow I felt you didn't have any bread for breakfast and the Lord wanted me to send you some. So I got up at 2 a.m., baked some fresh bread and here it is. Mr Muller thanked the baker like you do and no sooner has he left when there was a second knock at the door it was the milkman he announced that his milk from the cart had broken down right in front of the orphanage you see god uses difficult situations to bless other people now the milkman didn't like the fact that his cart had broken down and he would like to give all the children his fresh cans of milk so that he could empty his wagon and prepare and repair it Isn't that a great story? And so faith is something that is meant to grow in us. And I want to share some stories today that I hope will encourage your faith. And as your faith gets exercised and stretched, you're going to start to see mountains move in your life. But prayer is a posture where we hear from God. And Dallas Willard, in the book Hearing from God, says this, People are meant to live in an ongoing conversation with God, speaking and being spoken to. That's what our relationship with God is like. There's this amazing uh, passage in John chapter 10, uh, which it, verses 1 to 6, which says, very truly, I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other ways, a thief and a robber, the one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought all When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. So you see, we're meant to know the voice of the creator God. In James, it talks about the prophet Elijah. Elijah went before God in prayer and asked God not to send any rain. For reasons we won't go into now, he just he needed that prayer to be answered, and it didn't rain for three and a half years. Prayer is something that is very powerful when we're praying in the will of God and when we're wanting to see mountains moved and shifted. But it's particularly important that we hear from God and let, allow God to increase our faith. So, how does our faith get increased? Romans ten seventeen: Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the Word of God. When you hear the Word of God and you know that it's His will for your life, faith is illustrated. And I want to give you three examples of mountain miracles that I've seen as a result of hearing. From I could give you thousands more, but these are three. One day I was teaching on the genetic course that Andy Hawthorne runs at the Message Trust. What a brilliant ministry that is. And all the young people, they're training up. And I was teaching on hearing from God, actually. And at the end, I thought, let's step out in faith, Deborah, and let's pray for everybody in the rooms. About 30 young people. And uh, we prayed for each one in turn. And as I was praying for this young guy, he's called Sam, he was about 17 years old, and I was praying over him, and immediately the Lord gave me a word for him. And I don't always get everything so clearly as this, but this was really, really clear. And I said to to Sam, I said, I know you're creative, I said, but I really believe the Lord is saying you're going to write a book of poetry. Okay, now that's either going to be right or wrong. (laughs) And I really hate it when God does this, because you're like, please could it be something a little bit more, it could be either be this or it could be that, you could be a musician, you could be a poet, or you could be uh, another type of creative and one of those has got to be right. But no, it was really, really clear and he was very quiet, he didn't really say anything. And how many of you know when you've given a word and you don't get any feedback? Right, that's happened so many times. You meet people years later and they say, oh, that word you gave had really powerful significance in my life. I think you could have told me at the time, but we have to walk by faith, right? So this Sam, you're going to write a book of poetry. Then the next day, because my offices used to be at the message offices with Andy, and I was back in the office and I was in the reception area and in walked Sam, and he was quite a shy kind of guy, and he said to me, I said... Do you mind me asking you, is that word okay that I gave you yesterday? And he said, well, I'm trying to work it out. And I'm thinking, oh, here we go. And he went, see, I've been writing poems since I was a little boy. <laughs> right, so it might be kind of right then. People never think it is. And, but I've kept this book under my bed. I've kept the book hidden and I've never shown anybody my poetry because I'm really a bit unsure. He said, but my granddad has had several books published, books of poems published. So I've been thinking since I was young, maybe one day, but I'm not really quite sure good enough. Now, remember what I said about hearing from God releases faith. So this boy, because I've given him this word, and this word is not from me, it's from God, he now, he said, I've got, I've got my book of poems out from under my bed and I've started showing them. I love that. I love when you're walking in the purpose and plans that God has for your life, whether you're a poet or um, a musician or a scientist or a teacher or a doctor, when you were walking in God's plans for your life and then the word of God comes to you to encourage you to step out in faith in a fresh way. Another story of a miracle that was released by faith Back in when it was the uh, Commonwealth Games, the time of the Commonwealth Games, and I know we're having a big prayer meeting, I think it's on the 15th of March, to pray for the city, so I was thinking of this story. Back when we had um, the Commonwealth Games, I called a big prayer meeting for Manchester, some of you might remember it, and I was praying and the Lord said to me, book a sporting venue for the prayer meeting. Right, book a sporting venue because it will be prophetically significant. And we actually booked the Velodrome, which is a cycling dome opposite the City of Manchester football stadium. Um, I have to mention that, there's certain people that might want to hear boo, yeah, don't go with football, don't go with football. So we booked, we booked this venue. Uh, for the prayer meeting, and because God had told me to book it, I had the faith to step out. I had the confidence to step out, because it was a ridiculously crazy idea. I'm telling you. If if God ever says any stuff to you like this, and you're thinking it's too big, and we can't afford it, and you're going to look foolish, so I rang the general manager of the velodrome. It's called Jarl Walsh. He may still be there, and I said, I want to speak to the general manager, and they put me through well, that's already a God indication. That's, all right, come on, Deborah, keep going. Can I speak to you? I'd like to book your venue for a, he said, I said, what's it for? I said, well, it's going to sound crazy, this. This is going to sound crazy. It's to pray for the Commonwealth Games. And he just went quiet at the other end. Like, guy's not a Christian, as far as I know. And he said, well, I can give you a room. So I don't want a room. I want the whole complex. So he said, what's the date? And I told him, he said, do you know what? I think this is important. I've got something booked in that day. I'm going to unbook what I've got booked in, and I'm going to book in your prayer meeting. And then I said, right, you know that scripture, Matthew 7:7, one of my favorite scriptures, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find, knock. It's a, it's, a, it's a continuous thing that you do. It's not just one ask, one seek, one knock. You keep going. I thought, I'm on a roll here. <laughs> so I says to him, how much is it going to cost me? And the phone went quiet and he went, do you know what? I'm not going to charge you the commercial rate. I'm going to let you have it for 400 pounds. That is the whole complex. And I, hang on a minute. There's a church in Manchester that wanted to charge me more than £400 to book their venue for the prayer meeting. And you're letting me have it for £400. So I'm asking again, I'm saying, will you come? And he went, yeah, I'll come. I'm not sure what a prayer meeting's about, but I'll come. And it was amazing what God did we invited Frances Stone, the chief executive of the Commonwealth Games to come. She came. She, as far as I know, not a Christian. The next day, I'm on the phone to Joel Walsh and I'd le- we'd left some stuff behind that we had to go and pick up. And he said, I'd like to talk to you. When you arrive, he said, somebody left a Bible here last night and I've been reading it. And I'd like to have a conversation with you about some of the things that I've been reading. I was like, This is beyond the expected for me. And then he said, also I'd like to employ some of the people that you had helping last night because we have never had an event as good as this one. People were polite. People were friendly. People cleared up after themselves. It started and finished on time. People went the extra mile. I'm thinking, wow, the church was on form that night. Praise God. And... A few weeks later, Francis Stone, Chief Executive of the Commonwealth Games, rang me up and she said, Deborah, can you find me 300 Christians to sing at the opening ceremony of the Commonwealth Games with Russell Watson? i yes, I can. I put the phone down, I'm thinking, how do we do it? But, you know, when you put out an advert on social media who wants to sing with Russell Watson, (laughs) about 500 people came forward. And they, you know, they went and sang in the stadium with Russell Watson. But also we, we managed to sneak in a few prayers and buried a few scriptures in the ground and anointed a few places with oil. But God goes the extra Extra when you step out in faith. You see, when you hear God speak, it doesn't matter whether it's speaking to a young man who has a gift and a calling on his life. It doesn't matter whether you having faith to book a venue. I'll tell you, I've got massive faith now for both finance and venues because I've seen it happen before. And the next miracle story I'm going to share, the last one, is something about us that God did in terms of miracle provision because I really believe there's some people are here today and you need to hear about miracle provision because and I'm looking at you Joel in particular but there's other people here as well that you need to hear about miracle provision because you've got a vision that can only grow to certain size the way that we do it and we limit God with things but God is about to release a fresh resource that can take it to the next level. So I really believe that for you. So this is it. I was praying for three years for a venue, a building for the headquarters of Rock. And I looked at perhaps about 10 buildings. Because how many of us know that when, when God speaks to you, it's not just all God? How many of you know that? Don't, don't go down the line of thinking, oh God's going to do everything, I just need to stay in my bedroom praying and it's suddenly going to drop out of heaven. That isn't the way faith works. Faith works when you take a step into the direction that you feel God's calling. God meets you there and then he accelerates that that faithfulness that you have to make that thing happen. So we went out looking for buildings. We thought we knew in our heads the type of place God was going to give us, but we, we nevertheless went and knocked on a few doors. And I went to see this place in Cheadle, and there's a picture of it. It's Whitaker's Fish and Chips. Who knows Whitaker's Fish and Chips? Who's bought Fish and Chips from Whitaker's? There's offices above. There's offices above, and I went to look at it. Now, to be honest, I was disappointed. I thought, if this is God's miracle provision, I'm not really that excited about it. And all, all our team are going to smell of fish and chips, and I'll probably put weight on. So I wasn't that excited about it. But I was trying to be grateful. So um, I go there, and I'm thinking, if this is your will, Lord, yeah, okay, let's go for it. And. Um, the long and the short was a series of negotiations happened and we didn't get it. And I was disappointed because this, by this point, I really wanted this miracle provision. So we started looking for more buildings. 2013, December 2013, I got a phone call from the cabinet office. Said, Deborah, we've heard about your work. We've heard how you're reducing crime and antisocial behaviour and helping families and befriending older folks. and um, We've got a building in Trafford that we'd like you to go and look at. And we ended up going to look at this building in Trafford, which is called the Fuse. Now, we have Ivy Fuse meetings there on Sunday, but many of you might not have seen it. It's a £5 million building. It had, closed, it had been built in 2011, closed down in 2012, gone into liquidation. And um, I went to see it and I knew as soon as I saw it that that was the miracle provision because that actually matched the vision that we'd had in the prayer meeting. That is what we'd heard from God. And not only got the building, but we got all the fixtures and fittings, 300-seater theatre, sport hall, indoor, uh, sport hall, outdoor, 3G pitch, dance studio, recording studio, all provided for free on a 22-year rent-free lease. (laughs) you may not need a building but I'm wanting to see is our faith muscle exercised to the point that we can say to this mountain move and it will move and, it, and I've got faith for some things and you might have faith for other things I've got high faith for some things and low faith for other things that's why we're a community and, and last week people were filling in cards and you wrote down what your mountains <coughs> were and Matt Round and Andrew Phillips have been working hard Over those this week, and it's quite interesting that all of those requests more or less fitted into four categories. The things you said last week fitted into four categories. One was um, for my children to know and love the Lord Jesus. Hands up, anybody that's got a child away from the Lord at the moment or a loved one. I'm putting my hand up for that. Okay, for my children. Number two, breakthrough in my job and or career. Yeah, a lot of you are waiting on God for that. Number three, the release from anxiety, stress and fear may not be something that people want to raise their hand for, but the Lord has heard that prayer. Bless you, brother. And number four, financial freedom, whether that's for you or for wider context. Amen. So let's stand together and the band come I want to pray that what I've shared with you will begin to move some of these mountains in our lives because prayer is not just speaking to God but hearing from God and faith comes by hearing. D.L. Moody said, God is not bothered by our constant coming and sharing. The way to trouble God is not to come at all. God actually wants his children to speak to him 24-7 if necessary. Mark Battison said we should stop praying ASAP, as soon as possible prayers, and start praying ALAIT, as long as it takes prayers. So if you are in a situation right now where that mountain hasn't moved, ALAIT, as long as it takes the lady in the white top just want to encourage you that that word is for you it's gonna there's gonna be a little bit longer till you see the breakthrough so father we're praying over our community today we thank you for the prayer of agreement that if two or three agree in my name Matthew 18 verse 19 it will be done by my father in heaven Maybe the prayer team will come and begin to walk around and release prayers of faith. If you have high faith for finance, go and pray for somebody. If you have high faith for the release from stress, go and pray. If you have high faith for prodigals returning, go and pray. Over. Let's have the elders, let's have the prayer team that the, the Grow Group leaders praying some prayer of faith if you would like prayer raise a hand Because I'm not bringing people down to the front because there's too many of us just raise a hand and then let's, let's all go round and start ministering to one another, body of Christ so if faith can move the mountains let the mountains move we come with expectation waiting here for you, waiting here for you, mighty God, miracle worker, faith builder. You can see, I can see some people's faith growing from a seed to a tree, you can see it like that speeded up photography you get where the plant suddenly appears very, very quickly. There's an acceleration in Ivy at the moment because of this pressing through, because of this year of prayer. God is moving. Let's wait on him. In Jesus' name.